Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I always say, we've got a great show for you. We got Glenn Templeton on. He's done um, some amazing things. We're looking forward to kind of getting to know a little bit of his story, how he got to where he's at, um, some projects that he's doing now, and listen to some of his music. So, Glenn, are you here? I, I'm. I'm in. I'm in. How are you guys there in your neck of the woods? <laughs> Oh, we're, we're we're hanging in there. No, we're doing really yeah. good, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's a we crazy are. time, and you just got to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. You you just got to roll with it. We just adapt. I think that's a, that's kind of the beauty of of being um in, in the world that we live in right now. Is you know, I mean, and 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 especially being here in 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 America, this is just a uh, it's it's an amazing um way to be. We we just learn to adapt. Being an American, that's, yeah. that's the beauty of yeah. being American. Is we learn to adapt and live with things, uh-huh. and we have a lot of freedoms that 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 most don't have. And and one of those is the ability to be able to adapt to to whatever circumstances come our way. And uh, I think that's yeah. one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. things that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crazy thing is, like I was telling you before the show um, started. Um, back in we started the show in January, and our to be honest with you, our plan was 80 to 100 interviews first year, and that's a pretty good goal to hit. If you hit 80 to 100 interviews your first year as a show, and we thought great. Then the virus happened, and I was like, okay, Sandy, we need to regroup because this could yeah. be our time to shine. I, I was like, this is our time to step it up, build our foundation this year like we have never done before because artists are going to need a place to talk. And because of that decision, you're now our 184th interview. Well, that's a big tour date for y'all. Man, well, I appreciate <laughs> you having me on your show too. That's a, I mean, that's awesome. I see you've done uh, a lot of shows with a lot of different artists and uh, who are also rising, and um, that's a that's – a, you've hit your goal and exceeded it by almost – Double, and and it sounds well. Like now the well goal is three hundred. Yeah, yeah. The, the new goal is three hundred. Three hundred. I think you guys are going to ring that in pretty quick. Because <laughs> we're going to hit two hundred this month. So we are. So working on it. That's awesome to hear. Well, I'm glad things are going good for your your business. You know, our, our our industry really hasn't hasn't stopped too much. We just like we were saying before the show. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure out how to. Um, how to just regroup and how to get mm-hmm. music to people mm-hmm. and get interviews to people via different platforms. And uh, you guys got a, a pretty significant platform there. So I'm honored to be on your show today. Well, oh, we're honored we appreciate to have you. you being here. So as, yeah. we get, as we get started here, I always like to start light before we really dig in. So tell us yeah. about some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Um, well, I've always been a, a, a car guy. Now, just yeah. just before uh, I got on the phone with you here, uh, I finished, just finished weed eating my yard. So that's, I mean, that's <laughs> and, and and that's a that's a great pastime for me is cutting grass. Um, also oh, wow. working on cars. Um, yeah. I, I've always been a hot rod, kind of an off road enthusiast, uh, an outdoors guy. Um, and uh, you know those those are. I used to do a lot of fishing back when I was younger, but uh, haven't done so much fishing here um, in the past, you know, I'm going to say 10 years. I Mm -hmm. might have been one time. But, uh, you know, ultimately it's it's hot rods and four-wheel drives and outdoors 
um, and uh, cutting my grass. I enjoy cutting grass. <laughs> so, so what would you say is un- unusual about you that people wouldn't know? Oh man, you know, uh, one thing is that uh, you know I've never had a headache ever in my life. Um, and that's that's pretty odd because that's kind of like people go, man, well that's just not human. That's just not right. But my my dad had never had a headache either in his life. And I uh, and another thing is is that you know back in the day uh, before um, being a touring artist uh, became my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to teach line dancing, and I was on a line dancing. Team. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of that's that's way back in the day there, though. But you know, just a couple of things there. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So as we get as we really dig deep here, um, tell everybody a little bit of where you're from and kind of your backstory, a brief overview of what got you here. Um. Well. Uh, Initially, I started singing in my hometown because my dad was a, kind of our hometown hero, kind of a hometown celebrity. And when he returned from Vietnam, he uh, was singing in local nightclubs, and he was also singing uh, in a, a, a quartet, they called it uh, back in the day, called the Songs of Faith Quartet. Uh, and they were touring as a, a gospel quartet, and he was playing in the local VFWs and American Legions um, all around our hometown. And um, I got up on the stage one night with my dad, and I, I wanted to sing the fireman. I wanted I wanted to sing the fireman with his band, and my dad was kind of surprised by it. So from that point on, I just continued to sing, continued to sing, and then I started oh, wow. really singing a whole lot in church. And um, uh, then I uh, picked up my first job as an auto mechanic, um, my first real job. Uh, mm-hmm. as an auto mechanic at a local Chevrolet dealership, and uh, I started singing and these um like open mic nights and um like karaoke contests and uh <laughs> kind of kind of kind of built some uh built some popularity uh around my hometown mm-hmm. and, and it was just all preceded by my dad's name and um I just continued to sing and play and I got approached by some people who said, you know, if if you would consider moving to Nashville, um we oh, we could wow. help you out early on. And um mm-hmm. so it wasn't but about Two weeks later, uh, I had my backpack sitting on the, sitting said, on the I'm side going. of the road, and, and here come a cloud of dust, and I, I jumped in the car, and off to Nashville I went, and I've been now for uh, 18 years. Oh, so you've seen a lot of changes in Nashville, huh? I, I really have. I've seen. A, I mean, I've seen the days when I started at uh, downtown. I, I spent probably. Two weeks downtown just roaming the streets, and, and if you've ever been to Nashville, you know that it's about, like, playing for tips in the pickle jug, and um, you can <laughs> walk down any street and uh, and, and find music on, on any corner. And um, yeah. it, back then, there was about one block that was just jumping, and now it's all of downtown Lower Broadway. There's just just music venues on top of music venues on top of music venues. Where and people are just standing on top of one another, uh, wow. just to listen to some. <laughs> wow. So that's the newest thing. And um, but I've seen it change a lot over time. Mm-hmm. I really have. Um, and uh, I spent you know a couple of years playing uh, down at the local uh, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. If you've ever been to Nashville, you got to visit Tootsie's. 
um, <laughs> playing there. And then I uh, got invited mm-hmm. to go out to Texas and play some of the circuits there. Uh, and, and uh, well, how ironic! The name of the clubs were Cowboys, but they had three cat. They had three <laughs> Cowboys clubs: one in Dallas, one in Arlington, and one in San Antonio. And uh, I toured mm-hmm. those three areas and and really got oh, wow. a feel for that whole Texas crowd and that and the Texas vibe. And you know, they still loved older country music out there, where Nashville was becoming like the newer sound for country music. Mm-hmm. Um, they they yeah. have a traditional sound there, and um. So, uh, you know, I mean, and still today, uh, even now, I mean, that's one of our biggest touring areas is in Texas. Oh, wow. Cause, you know, and, and, of course, they hashtagged Texas country really good. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, 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 yeah, it, yeah, they are really it, capitalizing on people's um, frustration with Nashville a little bit. Yeah, they are. And, you know, I mean, I love all genres of music. I mean, I, I listen yeah. to everything from from Vern Gosden to, you know, to Hank Williams to uh, George Jones to <laughs> all the way all the way to Snoop Dogg, you know. So, I mean, I listen, I've listened to everything, and, and I think all of that kind of music has, has really um, – it's really shaped – who who I became as as an artist, the artist that I wanted to be, that I felt like who I was, and if I could say nothing else, but for the music today that Nashville's creating, you know, it um it still creates a vein for me. I mean, there's so many veins, and it yeah. creates so many different opportunities for so many people who come up who aren't just yeah. inspired by just country music; they're inspired by so many different kinds of music. So. I try mm-hmm. to look for a way to love everything about every single exactly. situation and. And, and and I think I get a lot further that way, um, you know, just feeling really great about where I am as far as my career, uh-huh. by, by just finding some reason to love whatever it is about any situation, whether it be music, and whether it be that. how we are in the world. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm a, I love motiv- motivational speaking and like Tony Robbins and <laughs> Denzel Watson. Uh-huh. And those guys are two You're of my, my kind favorites. of guy here. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> you know, we, we just got to – we're just going to – we figure everything out, and um, it's it's uh-huh. just you know I, I've really been I've really been fortunate. So the, and the music that that Nashville creates today uh, still uh-huh. gives me a vein to be able to play off of. That so awesome. I'm, for that, I'm forever grateful. And, and, and you know, it's, when you talk about the motivation side, what's funny is when Sandy and I first married um, almost 18 years ago, I was one of these people that was going to be that motivational speaker. I was going to be on the stages of the world like a Tony Robbins. That was my plan. Sandy comes mm-hmm. in, and I listen to audios 24-7. I did not listen to music. She listens to music 24-7. So when we married, um, there was a situation in the car. What do we listen to? So finally we came to an agreement to where we could do 50-50 split, listen to my stuff 50% of the time and her stuff 50% of the time, and it worked. And in fact, I always joke that she brainwashed me into all this music stuff, but here's the funny part about how God works. Here it is, almost 18 years later, I'm still getting to speak just in a different way than I thought, and she's getting to be a part of music like she always wanted under the umbrella of the Chris and Sandy show. Right, and, and isn't that a beautiful thing? How how but you know it. It sounds like when your faith is when your faith is in it, it is in God. When that's your employer, you get the best insurance policy and the best income stream that there is, no matter what takes place in life. 
Yep. You got, oh, yeah, you that's, got the, that's the best employer. And, uh, yep, I hate man of that. You know, and, and I, you know, when, when I, when I got to move here I, on the same note, mm-hmm. so I got to move here um, and, and, and I've given, been given so many opportunities and opportunities, a lot mm-hmm. of us that we earn, but um, this has been, this has been truly music for me has been a, a great foundation for me to actually figure out who I am. And what I find wow. out about that is, is when I put my trust in, when I put my trust in God, what I find out that I am is as I'm just everything that's left over of what I found mm-hmm. out I'm not. And that's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit deep, but, I, but, but you know, I mean, we as humans, we, we try everything our own way until we go, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. Throw my hands up. Okay. It not, now I'm running, now I'm running on God's will. And then it turns out not maybe exactly how I want it to, yeah. But when have I ever known exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted in life? I mean, I know a lot about what I want in life, but I never know what, what yeah. I need. But he knows best for what yeah. I need. So it's funny you say that, that we're on the same lines uh, there. I love that. That's inspiring. Yeah, I love what you're saying, too. In fact, like earlier, I actually just posted the thing. says, when a husband and wife have a shared vision from God, nothing can stop them. And I truly believe that. It might take you longer than you think it would, but, you know, I had to give up this idea um, because and here's why I think we're going this route. I'll be honest. I think this is God knew that we're a one unit. I mean, we've been a 24/7 couple, you know, basically since the day we married for almost 18 years. So we've just always been together. If I'd have went the full-fledged speaking route, she really was not. She would do it with me, but it wasn't her passion. So mm-hmm. sure. I had, so God helped me find a way. To say, you know what, I can still speak like I'm doing now. I can, I can, says, look, you can still speak, but let's do it this way so that she's included. And now you have one vision. He's not just looking out for Chris. He's not just looking out for Sandy. He's looking out for Chris and Sandy. And he's exactly. not just looking out for one Sandy. person. He's always looking out for everybody. So it can't just always mm-hmm. be about me, and it can't just always be about one other individual. It's about everybody. It's about all of his children. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that he's provided that 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 path and the the vision to be open-minded and, and willing to say, you know what, it's not really all about me. How else can I be of service to my wife? How else can I be of service mm-hmm. to my maker? And putting all those pieces together is there's there's a lot of work in that, but it's so rewarding in the yep. end when I've chosen mm-hmm. not to go my own route, and and I've chosen yeah. the route that he. I, mm-hmm. I just become more of a peaceful man. Exactly, and, and you know you're talking about the work. I mean, here's something I want to talk about. I think that very few people talk about, and we talk about it on every episode. As you know, when when fans see the artist, they see the glory. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifices that it takes to get to that part. They don't see none of that. Nobody ta- and, and nobody in the industry really talks about this. And I always mm-hmm. want to have the artists talk about what they have to sacrifice, the struggles and all that, because I think it needs to be talked about more than what it is out there. So I'm going to tell a quick story to help us lead into this, because they always talk about the, the struggle side, but then we go talk about the glory side right after, so just keep that in mind. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. I asked Allison, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? She said, 
this is going to sound funny coming from someone full time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the day you want it to be a career, your life changes. So everything has it. Because your friends and relatives will never understand from that point because because they invite you to weddings, they invite you to weekends, they invite you on holidays, but you have to do gigs and that. They think you can just turn the gig down, but you've got 20, 30, 40 people that depend on that gig happening. So you can't just say no, and they don't understand that. Um, then you got then the family has to sacrifice. Then the, you might feel miserable that day, but that night if you've got a gig, you've got to smile like it's no tomorrow because your fans are there to – so they can escape life a little bit, even if it is those few minutes. And so you have to perform. She says, but, she went ahead and added, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Well, I think she hit on a lot of key points because number one for me as an artist who tours and who spent the first uh, probably three years of his touring and and with a couple of radio singles out, I spent 300 dates a year out on the road. So I missed a lot of football games, a lot of baseball (laughs) games, uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of family times. I missed a lot of birthday parties. I missed a lot of weddings. I missed a lot of funerals. I missed a lot of – I missed out on a lot of – Family time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I miss out on some some holidays because I'm always somewhere else on a demanding holiday. Uh, and what we never see is when we show when we show up. My job is is and the and the gift that I've been given is to bring happiness and bring unity to to mm-hmm. people wherever I go. So I've always been truly happy doing whatever I'm doing. The sacrifices are in anything in life. I'm going to sacrifice yeah. one way or another. If you want to be successful at, at something and you're all in, then there are, mm-hmm. there are sacrifices to be made. If, if you want to be the, you know, if you want to be the best septic tank pumper in the world, there's going to be sacrifices mm-hmm. to make to be the best. If you want to be the yeah. best uh, bike rider, you know, motor, motocross, if you want to be the rest, best race car driver, uh, there's always a sacrifice to be made. However, the longer you stay, the more you learn and the more you pray about it and, and the longer you figure out how to make it work for everybody. And that's the beauty of it. That is the reward. It's not just what's in the end. The reward is about how did I make it work today? How Because I'm not yeah. promised tomorrow, you know, and I only have regrets. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and this so, year and proves that. that. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I've heard it said this way um, early is that discipline weighs ounces, but the regret for not taking on your task weighs tons. Mm, yeah. And that's something that, mm-hmm. for me, uh, I never wanted to look back on my career and and regret mm-hmm. that I didn't take it yeah. on head on. Finding the uh, finding the balance between family time and touring time. That was an ultimate reward because I feel like now mm-hmm. I've found that time to where I can really have truly a balance in my life. And I mm-hmm. think that's where every every human being wants to be is just to have some balance yeah. in their life and, and to feel like they are 
uh, are succeeding with whatever their God-given abilities are, uh, and also at the same time they want to be able to uh, to be able to just relax at the same time. So yeah. and and you know God promised uh, peace; He didn't promise leisure. So there's a lot of work there's a lot of work to be done within finding peace. And mm-hmm. it's all worth it in the end. And if and if I could say to one artist who is up and coming, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself and everything is hard work. It doesn't yep, matter, no matter what, what you, you do. want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Everything is hard work. And if you want to be successful in your career, work on you first. Be successful with you first, and then everything else will fall into place. Be successful and content where you are in your personal life and your spiritual, mental, and physical conditioning in life, and everything else will fall into place Yep. as long as you trust God's plan. Love that. And, uh, again, I feel the same way, too. Again, you know, when we, you know, talking about the, the um, you never wanted to look back, you know, I'm, I've always lived my life to where, you know what, you know, I would rather die broke than to wonder what if. I just would. That's how I've always lived my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even with our show, it's like, you know what, we don't know where the show's going to go. We aspire to be like a Bobby Bones show of one day. You know, that's kind of what we aspire to be, you know. And will we get there? Only God knows. And only God knows if that's what he wants for the show. I believe he does, but only time will tell because <laughs> too much has happened in this short time. I mean, we've had guests on that we shouldn't have had on in only in, in the first seven months. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting here like Sandy and I are like, okay, God, we see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um it's great that you can you can you have this vision and then you become at peace with with what you have, you know, at the end of your fingertips. And and that mm-hmm. is uh is that you you do have a show and it can be whatever he wants it to be. And and when when you align uh what you want it to be with actually what he wants it to be, that's where we find the peace at because, you know, I always yeah. – if, if I'm frustrated about something, if I'm angry or, you know, if I'm just like, you know, discontented about something, it's, mm-hmm. it's 100% of the time because I'm not getting my way. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's true. And I'm, I'm not relying mm-hmm. on, well, what's God's path for me here? Mm-hmm. And that's when I that's when I seemingly feel, you know, maybe frustrated about a situation mm-hmm. or something. It's because I'm not getting my way, and it's yeah. not supposed to be my way. And and the more I'm, you know, the more I talk about that, and and I think we have to continue just to educate ourselves on what mm-hmm. what we feel like His will is for us. Because remember, it's mm-hmm. Thy will, not my will, be done. Yeah. And so I, I always have to concentrate and re-educate myself on what what is thy will for me. And mm-hmm. every day, how else am I going to find that unless I go in search of it? And the only way that I go in search of it is I go through and I figure out who do I need to be and in, in, to glorify the kingdom. Mm-hmm. In the end, who should I be to glorify the kingdom? And I don't know unless I go in search of it. And how do I go in search of it? I read. I, it's in scripture. It's in mm-hmm. it's in 
you know, positive thinking. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Roman Vincent Hill. And it's in doing. Our positive thinking. And and it and every it's not just one thing in a striking of the gaffle in life that that creates this this big ideal situation. It is the small things in life that we accomplish that create success for us and being happy with it that creates success mm-hmm. for us. So it sounds like you're on the right path of that. I'm glad to hear you say that. And and, and you know what's funny? I can remember several years ago listening to Stephen Furtick, because we listen to him a lot of times at Elevation Church online. And I remember him saying something that, re- that I think a lot of people miss, because they, they think that God can give you this vision or whatever, and bam, it just happens. But I remember Stephen Furtick making a statement saying, God can move those mountains, but don't be surprised when he hands you a shovel also. <laughs> Better bring a shovel. <laughs> you, better, you better bring a shovel. That, that is so. That is so on point for. And when I look at, it, I look at it like this. In the beginning, mm-hmm. my Creator mm-hmm. gave me everything in my life that I'm gonna need. My God's yeah. not a withholding God. He didn't say you can have this, you can't have this. He gave me everything and every tool in life from the very beginning, from birth, that I'm gonna yeah. need. So I have everything at, at, at my disposal that I'm going to need to be the absolute best that I can be, not to be in competition with mm-hmm. another man, not to be yeah. in competition with one else, another artist. My competition is to be the absolute best that I can be, and therefore, when I'm handed the shovel, mm-hmm. I start digging. Yeah, because I remember a quote that somebody said that work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, and I love that one. So, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, that's that, what we're doing with the show. I mean, you're a hundred, yeah. like I said. In a, we, we're we're going to be close to fifty interviews this month. Looks like this month alone. <laughs> so, so we are like all in. We we are building hard. <laughs> well, and the, and the building blocks that you have, it sounds like to me, are come from a very very uh, rooted spiritual foundation. And man. Mm-hmm. What what stronger building blocks do you have? And when they say, well, you know, you really rely on that, you really re- rely on the Bible a lot, and you rely on God a lot. I'm like, well, I don't need nothing else for a crutch. That's the only crutch I need. Amen to that. I don't need to rely on anything else. Um, but uh, I'm so glad that you guys have me on your show today. It's, I mean, it's um, – not not only do we get to talk about music, but we get to talk about just good human nature. And uh, mm-hmm. in the end, it's just about, you know, just be a good person. Don't be a turd head. You know? Right. Yeah. everything you can to be a good person. So, so now that we talked about a lot of the sacrifices, um, let's talk about what that leads to. Um, when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Um, I look back and I say, wow, I got to sing in one of the most world-famous little honky-tonks in downtown Nashville (laughs) for a couple of years. And, wow, I got to, you know, that led me to, uh, you know, wow, I got hand-selected to play this role of Conway Twitty in this touring musical that the family hand-selected me to play this position. 
Wow, I got to do that. Wow, that led me to, man, I got to stand on the stage with the legendary George Jones and sing rock and wow. here one night. Wow, that that led me to being able to put out my first album that, you know, where I had a number one single on Sirius X in the Highway. Wow, that led me to mm-hmm. yet another single out uh, on the highway, and uh, which led me to writing my own songs and, and recording my own material wow. and building ultimately – Everything that I've done, I'm wowed more than anything about the relationships that I've been able to form and, and, and I've been able to operate on what I feel like God's greatest gift to me on earth, and that is the gift of fellowship. And I yeah. know, you know in my heart that the greatest gift of all is the gift of eternal life, but that gift of fellowship, the mm-hmm. greatest gift that I have here on earth is the people that I get to share this message with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. And um, those are the things that – that's what wows me more than anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love that. So what – we've got two songs loaded in to the system here. What song do you want us to play for the people? Run With Me or Let Her Go? You know what? That's kind of like saying, you know what, man? <laughs> Tell me who your favorite kid is. And then you go, well, you know, right now it's the one with the least poop in their diaper, you know? You know, if you want to play one, the most recent single that released uh, was Run With Me. And I, I think okay. I want to say as current as, as what you possibly have, and that's the most Perfect. current thing that we've had out. However, yeah. our new release date for the brand new music is just right around the mm-hmm. corner, and I know what date it is. I just can't share it yet because we're all we're building up <laughs> to it, and uh, so right. it's, uh, you know it's kind of one of those it's kind of one of the cliffhangers. You know, stay tuned yep. for more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is awesome. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song "Run with Me," and then we're going to come back and talk about that song. How's that? Perfect. Sounds great. All right, hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Living it up 
Thank you. I'll make you, you want to get up and dance. Ten million more, just like you. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. song. Um, you know what? To, to sum it all up, I think it goes back to what we were saying in the earlier part of the segment of your show mm-hmm. is that. This is not an easy, it's not an easy life. Um, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. it's ve- it's very rewarding at the same time. Uh, and, and I think one of the rewards of it is, you know, I get to come out here right now and I'm sitting on my back porch and my dog comes out here. And he just, you know, he's just so happy that I'm home with him right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and so, um, but, you know, that thing just to, to sum it all up is, is just about, you know, it's, it's a life that's, that's not for everybody, and, and you got to be you got to be ready to you know put your foot on the gas uh, when it's time to roll. And you yeah. know it's like we were talking earlier, and 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 I love what what we were sharing you know about the platform that you guys have built off of, and and I think I think in the end uh, it's uh, about this. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not God's time, you can't force it. And when it is God's time, you can't stop it. And I feel like that's where we're at in my career <laughs> right now. And and those are one of those yeah. songs. 
Well, I love that. One of the things I like to do on our show also is, and I, you know, I think that these people get no love out there. So I always like to get, you know, a lot of times fans, they see the artists like you, but they don't see like PR people, producers, managers, any of that. They don't get no love. And I always like to allow the artists to give them some love. So if you want to take a minute or two to talk about the team around you that helps you be who you are. You know what, that, that's that been, um, I'm going to say, you know, the last 25 years, like we talked about, of the relationship that you get to build. Uh, and and mm-hmm. every, every, it's like the coo bird, you know, he takes a bit, he, he takes a feather from this bird, and he takes a feather from that bird, and he <laughs> takes a feather from another bird, and he puts them all together. And then all of a sudden, there's this really, really bright winged bird, and then he flies mm-hmm. off, and he lands somewhere else, and then he takes a look. It's the same thing with artistry. You oh, wow. take a little mm-hmm. bit of artistry from here. You take a little bit of um, inspiration from here, and and a lot of that comes with, you know, maybe it's a it's a manager, maybe it's a publicist, maybe mm-hmm. it's a producer. Most of where we get, I get so much inspiration from uh, on, on the musical foundation part of it is going into these tracking sessions where these guys bring so much fire to the table when when they're playing and. Mm-hmm. They take yeah. a song lyric, they take a song uh, idea, and just a little bit of a groove. And then all of a sudden, when you get done, there's this masterpiece there that they have <laughs> that's a piece of your DNA. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's from musicians to, to uh, you know, the writers who have lyrically put songs together, um, you know, guitar players, producers. Um, the publicists, the people who go out and, and get you shows like this, and mm-hmm. um, it's all so important uh, to making uh, to sharing the message, and uh, because people want to know, man, where did you come from? You know, they hear your music, but they yeah. want more. They want to know where did you come yeah. from? You know, and so mm-hmm. what we shared in the earlier segment of coming, you know, I, I grew up in a little bit small town. A population of about 50 people, you know, uh, 49 yeah. now, you know, with me being gone. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up on 12 wheels, you know, if just a little bitty small, you know, single wide trailer um, and mm-hmm. a chain link fence for the dogs to run around in. And um, I just kept, I just kept believing. I just kept having faith mm-hmm. and you never wow. know what these things are going to, what, what these things are going to bring, but, you, then you mm-hmm. meet someone who's inspiring, who says, man, yeah, yeah, I believe too. And it's a lot of third-party endorsements. So those people who never get any love, they're, they're just as important. It's just like all the way to the bus driver. People don't realize <laughs> mm-hmm. how how yeah. important the bus driver is. That guy's got very every important. person's life in his hands, you know, for <clears throat> yeah. hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of hours a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's asleep, and he's the only one up, and we've got our our lives are in his hands. So everybody plays wow. such a huge role in this, and I, I used to wonder about bus drivers. Here's a funny story. I used to wonder about bus drivers, and I used to go, man, I just – I don't know. And you hit the rumble strip, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and and <laughs> you, you don't know. You think, Matt, well, this is it. We're going off the cliff. You know, we're, we're fixing that. We're heading off the edge. Because you're, you know, you're, you're locked in. You, you don't know what's going on on the outside. You know, it's kind of a lot of blinders yeah. around you. So, uh, yeah. but I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop worrying about that because if this is the driver 
that's, that's taking me to see St. Peter at the Pearly Gates and right on. You know, put your foot <laughs> on the gas. Let's go. You know, so, um, but uh, I, I think that whole, you know, there, there was a point in, in my career and there's been, a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's like mentally transitioning and, 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 and I think that just comes with growth. Um, but, you know, yeah. everybody who's been in, in this industry, everybody who I've, uh, I've been influenced by artists and, and musicians and uh, songwriters and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, Everybody who runs the industry, I mean, I got nothing but props before them because that's the part of the industry that I'm really no good at at all. And I think that's yeah. one of our strengths in life is, you know what, finding out we're, we're the weakest at. Now, that's a huge strength for yeah. me is me to go, mm-hmm. well, I, that's just not my strong suit. Um, and and, and then in the it. end, he, he who, he who – uh, learns to play the hand that he's built in life well is the one who finds serenity, and uh, yeah. and 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 I've learned that that's not a strong suit for me. So I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna play the hand that I've been. <laughs> that, that's like I can't sing, but I can talk. So I'm playing a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can turn into a long-winded motor mouth too, man. I can just go on and on and on and on. Take up a lot of time, you know. And I'm a pleasure, you know, a lot of worthless information for a lot of people out there. But there again, I, I enjoy the fellowship. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and you know what? Um, we kind of, you know, we, we're a family affair, we always do with our show. We are a husband and wife team, but we, we have an eight-year-old that we kind of consider a third co-host. And we always let him ask each artist one question. So Sandy's going to get him on to ask you a question. Gotcha. And, and we got a and we got a 17 month old daughter that when she gets old enough to where she can hold a conversation, guess what? She's plugged into the show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she don't be she may not be holding the conversation right now, but she's holding court. I'll guarantee you. Yep. <laughs> she, she's holding the, she's holding room. I, that, you know, she's not going to compete yep. that she doesn't have everybody's attention. So that's a good thing. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, she's not happy. None of us are happy. So. <laughs> but <they used> Christopher <laughs> with his question. Hi, Glenn, what's your favorite tune? The, the question, I think I was talking, trying to get him all. Let's see. <laughs> what, what did he say? What's your favorite food? My favorite boots. Correct? Food. Food. Oh, my favorite food. I thought he was asking about my favorite boots. I was like, man, I'm fixing to get on a cowboy kick now for him. That, I'm that tell him would be a good question, boots. though. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was my favorite food? My favorite food, I have to say, that I could eat hot, I can eat cold, uh, is barbecue. Mm. Barbecue is my favorite food, hands down, because I can eat it anyway. I can eat it cold, I can eat it hot. Uh, you know, a couple of days. It it doesn't matter. I can I can eat barbecue uh-huh. at any time. So, um, but now cowboy boots, blackjack, uh, Eastern Diamondback cowboy boots are my favorite cowboy boots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but great question, there, and what, Christopher. And what's yours, so Chris? What is your favorite he food? Loves- pizza. <laughs> Man. If I had one guess, I would have guessed pizza. Because, because I because I've had yeah. I've had two that, two that were eight years old at one time, and their food 
still probably to this day their favorite thing to eat is probably pizza because it's it's really easy and it really does taste really good. <laughs> he and he could eat it Bye. all day long. Thank you. Hot. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? You know, I've never been asked that question before. If I could co-write a song with with someone uh, right now, it would probably be with my dad, who's no longer with us. And oh, wow. I would probably, I would like to write about what it's like in heaven. Oh, that would Aww. be good. It would. That, that that makes a lot of sense there. Um, staying yeah. on the the songwriting aspect of music. Um, and, and there's probably a thousand answers you could give this, but just give the first thing that comes to your mind. What is okay. a song that you've heard that you, that you're like, man, I wish I wrote that in color. Oh, well, Jamie Johnson in color. It just, you know what? It couldn't have been more simple, but it uh-huh. couldn't have been more true. And I just, Jamie Johnson, Whisper and Bill Anderson, I mean, they knocked that one out of the park. And I just, I've always thought, man, and when I heard that song, I heard the very, very early version of it. And I remember telling people, this was just right after Jamie had gotten signed at RCA. I was like, man, mm-hmm. oh, there's wow. this song called In Color. And that, that thing is going to be a hit. That is one of the best country songs that I've heard since The Chair. And, wow. uh, you know, or since, or, or since, Sammy Kershaw's yard sale. I mean, those those songs are so real and and so true. Uh, I just, you know, and it was like it, it sends me back to Vern Gosden days of "Do You Believe Me Now?" and uh, uh-huh. you know, "Is It Raining at Your?" It, it was just so real, and it, and it was brought to a different life um, through the message of the song. It was it was just so creative. Uh, such a great production, and um, you know that, that I mean, that's why that guy's legendary. Yeah. Now we got a couple mm-hmm. more questions, and then we'll let you get out of here because I know you're a busy person, and I, you know, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But because I, we're I all be here all day long. <laughs> we're all good. We're all good here. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. So five. You know, this past February made five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini. Where she would, where she wanted to be in five years. The answer she told us back then is pretty much how she's living today. I mean, almost to the T. You couldn't, you couldn't have picked, picked a more perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And as you know, no matter what level you're at in with your artistry, you've got to have that vision. You've got to have that goal. You've got to have that plan. So, where do you want to be in five years from this point? I always look at it like five years from now, ultimately, I just want to be a better version of the man that I am today. Wow. Uh, and when I continue, and, and I think living by um, ultimately uh, when when you work on your your spiritual, mental, and physical conditioning, everything else will fall into place. And what I see – for the the company is 
and, and, and me as a touring artist uh, coming better is there's going to be a lot of hit songs. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this mm-hmm. is what I believe. And when I say a hit yeah. song, that's a that's a very fluid term for a lot of people. But it's that next song yeah. that carries us to that next significant level, and and we reach that new audience, and um, mm-hmm. we continue to build our social media, and we continue to build our uh, song catalog, and uh, we get back on some of the. Uh, the big influential Spotify playlist and we get back on Sirius mm-hmm. XM, the highway. And those are, those are, um, things that I foresee in the future. Um, is that having those yeah. songs that awesome. go back out and, and it becomes hit material all over again. And we get to tour. I, I, I want to go back to touring, uh, you know, again, only because we haven't been touring in the past six months. Love to go back to touring yeah. 150 <laughs> days a year, you know, 200 days a year. That yeah. would be awesome again. Mm-hmm. So that's what I that's True. what I foresee in the future. Awesome. So let's look down five, ten years down the road. If you could meet your future self, what would you tell him or remind him? One more time. You know what? My dog was was grunting at me, and I'm sorry. I, I missed I missed the question. I missed the question. Okay. My dog was just grunting, wanting to go inside. Anyway, okay, one more time. So, now. So, okay, as you're looking into the future, if you could meet your future self, what would you tell him or remind him of? Don't forget where you come from in order to know where you're going. Wow, love that. Always keep your roots. <clears throat> Always keep your roots close to you. Uh, yeah. Don't forget to call your mama. <laughs> oh, like that's that important. Yes. That, don't forget to call your mama. Uh, and ultimately, keep God first. Love that. So yeah. we got two more questions, and then we'll let you get out of here. Um, let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her singing. They got something. There's definitely something there. And let's say that they've played maybe 30, 40 shows, but they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. Um, But they've gotten on stage, and they just know they're in that right place. You know, and they look over the crowd, and it's like they've got what every artist says, that stage bug where the crowd's cheering, and they just know this is it. And they come to you, and they say, Glenn, I feel like, I am supposed to do this with the rest of my life. This is my calling. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Follow your heart. Follow your gut because your gut don't lie. And if your gut's telling you that, that, call me at any time, Mm -hmm. and I'll make myself available to help you through anything and help help you make some good decisions. Um, because I've made a lot of decisions in 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 my career, some mm-hmm. I don't I don't regret any of them, but some yeah. of them I would have probably done different, and I would like to be able to help the next person who comes along, be able to make a little bit more of a strategic decision based off of where their internal happiness is ultimately going to come from. Exactly, you know that's like bad talking about bad decisions. It's like you know. I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me a little over 12 years ago. 
but the first five years of our marriage was really hectic on my wife because of those addictions. I mean, but she mm-hmm. never put me down. She never nagged me. She never done none. She loved me in spite or through the addictions. And you know, sometimes people will say that she, lo- you know, that she allowed me to walk over her. And I always have to explain to them, no, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. And if it weren't yeah. for that, I probably wouldn't be alive today. And t- you know, you talking about your past and your bad decisions. You know, although I don't, I don't want that. I wish I'd never done that, but you know what? Those past decisions made me who I am today, made me the sensitive husband that I am today, made me the child of God I am today. So even though I wish I didn't do that, it's also built in me who I am. Hebrews 5 eight. he learned obedience through those things in which he suffered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, yep. <clears throat> that's that, good. I mean, that's that's ultimately that's ultimately what it is. That's what it's all about. You know, um, we we learn obedience through the mistakes that we make, and mm-hmm. um, ultimately, it's it's about that's that's where we grow. Is 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 through the mistakes and overcoming those adverse situations, mm-hmm. and being able to carry that message. To somebody else to help somebody else along the way. That's what the master yep. plan is all about. That's, That's what why the master we tell plan our story is everywhere. That's why you tell your story everywhere. <laughs> you sh- you share exactly. with we, you share with uh, you share with everybody what God's given you to share. Yep. And that's the ability to overcome adversity. And we all have that. Boy, have we had it. It's, <laughs> it, it's a part. It's a part of it. You know, uh-huh. we we just we make mistakes sometimes, but 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 that's that's a part of growing. Everybody's gonna make mistakes. If you feel like you're not gonna make a mistake in life, <laughs> then I mean, that I mean that's why we are God's chosen ones. That's why that's mm-hmm. why we're His favorite creation exactly. is because He gave us the ability, you know, to have free will, mm-hmm. and you know. You know, a bird doesn't have free will. A deer doesn't have free will. All they have is nature's instinct. And yeah. we, on the other hand, as human beings, we have free will, but it allows us to be able to get even closer to what we feel like God's plan is for us. Love that. So as we come down to the last question, and I always like to end with this same question, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Man, you covered it. And I love to hear on, that. We, we've we've been on here for for quite some time, and uh, I I feel like we we've covered everything from you know you know oh here's one right here. What's mm-hmm. the worst job you ever had before? What is the worst job that you've ever had before you? Got this one. I can tell you what mine was. What was it? Pumping septic tanks. Oh, wow. That's, wow. that's got to be rough. That was the worst job wow. I've ever had. You know, I've, I've done <laughs> jobs in roofing houses. 
I've done some hot jobs. Uh, I have, uh, I've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of automotive repair and a lot of welding and mm-hmm. a lot of fabrication and a lot of carpentry work, but pumping safety chains was the absolute worst job I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And, you know, when we launched the Chris and Sandy show, where you talk about we covered a lot of ground in the 60 minutes, when we first launched the show, that was the idea, is I wanted to get the people's story. You know, because there's really not platforms out there, for, especially for the rising artists. I mean, there are some for the big, big artists, but for the rising artists, for them to get their stories out. And I was like, you know what, because most times, most interviews go 25, 30 minutes, if that. And you can't tell, you can't dig deep in there. So my goal when we launched the Chris and Sandy show was, you know what, I'm going to be that platform that gets their story out. We're going to give them 60 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you have done just that. You have succeeded on that goal. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So if you, yeah. so if uh, okay. you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you, that would be great. Yeah, you know, uh, we're on uh, the, the social media platforms, the the major platforms out there, and it's at Glenn Templeton Tour um, for um, our uh, three: the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, um, you know, the, uh, our website is glenn-templeton.com. And um, I look forward to getting more music out to uh, to all of our listeners and continuing to grow our fan base. And um, blessings to everybody out there. What a, what a, what a, what a great that. 60 minutes. <laughs> Thank you. And we look forward to meeting you because we're going to eventually – we're moving to Nashville next year. So We are, yes. Got goals set. I love it, man. I love that you got to have goals set, though, you know, for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I never definitely. had a goal set, actually, to move to Nashville. I just kind of, you know, just kind of jumped in just the went. truck. It was, it, it was on its way here. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of landed here. If I was by here. myself, uh, yeah, it would be a little easier if I was by myself. But when you got a wife and two kids, you're like, right. you know what, you kind of got to do it in, in stages. So we got it set. Yeah. We're, we're, we know we're moving yeah. next year. And we're going to make it happen, and this show is going to help us get there. Yes. Well, I think so. Well, you spoke a lot, and Sandy, I haven't really heard. I've just kind of, I've kind of heard a little giggle from you here and there. Uh, but I'm so grateful <laughs> He's y'all the had me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so grateful y'all had me on the show. Oh, All right, thank, thank you for you. being here. And we, and we had a blast having you on, and we look forward to having you back we down did. the road. Sounds great. Reach out anytime. Thanks, guys, so much. I appreciate it. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks to you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.